Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% LA Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, LA Galaxy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com, coming to you live from Corner of the Galaxy Studios on February 21st, a Thursday, just a couple days before the LA Galaxy's last preseason game against the Colorado Rapids. That's right, the preseason rapidly coming to a close. Good good pun there. That was a good one. And we uh, we got lots of stuff we want to talk to you about today. Um, certainly want to get you updated on injuries, what the possible lineup is going to look like for this upcoming weekend. Um, and then what sort of leads us into the start of the season with the Chicago Fire. Have some quotes from Dennis DeClosa, Guillermo Barish-Galoto, Sebastian Legette, uh, David Bingham. All that will be covered here in this one. And, uh, of course, getting you updated on all the LA Galaxy news as well. But before I get along too far, let's welcome back to the corner of the Galaxy Studios. You saw him at the live show where we were at Taps Brewery last weekend. Feels like it was forever ago and also just a couple minutes ago. Uh, please welcome back to the show, Mr. Larry Morgan, not on Twitter. How's it going, Larry? Good, Josh. Always a pleasure being here where it's much warmer than it was at training today. It was cold today, and I felt sorry for some for some members of the, of the Galaxy staff who were not properly clothed, and they froze. Yeah. They froze. Yeah, yeah I, I. It was cold. It really was cold. It's it's snowing in in parts of. I think Calabasas got snow. I think now up in the high desert it got snow too. Now I actually saw and I'm I, a little bit of. I just like some of the the old history of Los Angeles and Orange County and there's some really cool stuff like with the red cars and different things that I think are is kind of cool. But in 1949, Larry. So whenever you and were, no, I was not around. Whenever you were about 50 in 1949, <laughs> uh, there was actually snow at UCLA. Um, and not just at UCLA, but it was also there was snow, you know, um, in Los Angeles, like in Los Angeles proper, there was actual snow. And so I always thought that was cool to be able to see that. And, you know, we're getting pretty close. It, it hailed in Orange County where I am at. Um, I drove down here today and, and the sky driving down here was almost black. I mean, it was really scary looking. It was, you know, I'm from Ohio. It was almost tornado like conditions. Yeah, it was really bad. Yeah, it was it was a, it was a little strange, but yeah, crazy weather. Um, you know, obviously canceling the game last weekend. Um, but it looks like the sun will be out at least for a little bit. Whether or not it'll be warm enough, whether or not we uh, of course have to break out the winter jackets, which we some of us don't even own. It's going to be eight o'clock, so so I figure it's going to be a little bit chilly again. Can we just just for a second? I hate eight o'clock starts. Can, I, I can just starts. just for a second talk about how a preseason game is at eight o'clock on a Saturday? Does that make any sense whatsoever? It doesn't no, for me. It does not. Yeah. it does not. I hate them. I hate them. I was going to say. Especially when, especially like when you're writing on deadline, which I'm not, but I hate eight o'clock starts. I don't care what sport it is. I hate it. Yeah, I would. I, I will tell you. I'll tell you that probably the reporters are here, probably in in the agreement that having an eight o'clock start is stupid uh, for a preseason game. You want it to be a regular season, whatever. It, you know, it happens. That's now great. the five o'clock start for the regular season opener. That's great. That's good. That's, that's good. That's, that's we're great. a fan of that, Larry. Yes, so you can get home in time, watch your stories, go to bed. All that fun stuff? Yes. Well, personally, I think all the Galaxy home games this year ought to start no later than noon. Oh, yes, of course, of course. Um, all right, so anyway, we have the preseason game coming up, and we certainly want to get to that. Um, but before we get to any of it, let's go through our Corner of the Galaxy commercials here, at least uh, for a little bit. i gotta got to push this stuff. Are you plugging your own show? I, I am plugging my own show, and that's how that's how that's that's because I have my own show. I get to do that. That's true. Um, the Best in the Galaxy t-shirts. We ran that for three weeks. You guys bought approximately 75, 76 of those particular shirts. Um, I saw, we saw a whole bunch of them at the live show, saw a whole bunch at the, uh, at the Jersey unveiling at the Novo. Um, so you guys are looking, you know, sexy as heck. 
um, as far as I'm concerned. But there were some of you who missed out on that. So... Now, we're, now, since the demand is so high... I jack up the price, right? How difficult is it to resist the urge to jack up the price? I was going to say, I was going to say $50 each, and then I'd only really have to sell two. I mean, really, when you look at it. Um, but, you know, being that I'm a nice guy, we're going to keep it $20, keep it the exact same. So if you missed out on the Best in the Galaxy t-shirts, all you need to do is go over to Corner of the Galaxy, click on the Shop button, click on the t-shirt. It'll take you right there to where you need it. Uh, all the shirts are, are made from really nice soft fabric. They're great. They're available in four colors. If you, you have to order them by March 13th, that's when we're shutting this down again and probably won't do any other stuff. I said that last time, but that's I'm serious. That's what said the last time. I'm Don't believe him. I am serious this time, unless there's more people who are like, hey, I need more shirts. Don't believe them. Don't um, believe them. So order by March 13th, they would start sh- or shipping and arriving right around March 21st. That's usually when it, and I think we all got them pretty early. Uh, the other thing is um, COG scarves. They were $25. They are now $20. So if you want to order a scarf, we, I can literally get these to you next week. So you could have it before the season starts if you want. Um, most of it, it ships basically across the whole United States in three days. So using the priority shipping. Josh, you are in demand. Your items are I'm, in demand. I, a limited number. You are, you are the man. We sold a whole bunch of scarves probably because it was freezing at the live show we were at. All right. And people were using them to actually stay warm. Although um, it, wasn't, it wasn't as cold as it was today. No, it, it wasn't. wasn't as cold. It wasn't. But if you want to get on that, again, go to Corner of the Galaxy, click on the shop button. All right, and then you go right on uh, into that and you click on the scarf and it'll take you right there. Uh, shipping is a little more expensive than I'm sure you want to do. All right. I'm sure it's, you're going to be like, that's a little more than I want to pay, but it's going to get there like next day if you're here in Los Angeles. So it, it's worth it. And we'll get it there uh, pretty quick and limited number left now. I'm probably down to about 20, 30. Um, yeah, about 20 or 30. That's of them. excellent. Yeah. It really is. So, so we're doing good. Congratulations. Appreciate the support. Again, you guys raised $180 for the LA Galaxy Foundation at our live show, which I don't know that I said on the last show. I gave you a range, but it was $180. It was actually $179 and I rounded up. So, yeah. Fantastic. Know, toss it in there. $180. Fantastic. So that was great. Uh, PJ won our, uh, our the, the signed Galaxy kit. So thanks to, that. Thanks to PJ. So well, that means then that that the people at the, at, at the Galaxy really don't hate you. Well, people at the Galaxy Foundation don't hate me. We'll, we'll, see, we'll see about the rest. No, the okay. Galaxy have okay. been uh, very supportive, obviously, getting the Star Squad. And there is talks about us doing uh, at least two more live shows this year. Uh, another one probably down here, but definitely one up in L.A. and a location that I have zeroed in on that you're all very familiar with. So we'll, we'll keep working on that whenever we can get details for it. I imagine it'll probably be sometime this summer. Um, to do that, and we'll do another live show. And I have a feeling that we can break the 120 barrier that we uh, that we had this last time. In fact, if we're doing it where I think it is at the time it is, if I don't see 300 of my favorite people, um, I'd be I'd be a little sad. Uh, so I think we can do uh, have a, have a great live show. So anyway, just sort of keep that going and and see how everything was going. But you guys are doing great. Um, I've never seen you sad though. You haven't? No, now, I've I, seen you angry, but never seen you sad. I, I've told people many times, sad is not a good podcast emotion. True. All right? Being True. sad is... Uh, uh, True. Oh, I'm sad. Angry can get you in trouble. Angry can get you in trouble, but it's also entertaining. True. So angry works, happy works, you know, uh, high levels. We want high levels, mm-hmm. high energy levels here. You know, unlike Ross on Friends who needed it at, you know, to keep it down here. Ross on we, Friends? We want it up here. Yes. Okay. That's my That's my age group, Larry. Ross on Friends. Okay. All right. People say I look like them too. I'm not going to tell you what my age group is. I, the <laughs> honeymooners. Probably have a pretty good idea. The honeymooners. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Silent films. Although there were some classic episodes on the honeymoon. Silent films. By the way, everybody's. Silent films. Come on. By the way, everybody's favorite joke at the live show was when you made fun of my thinning hair. So thank you for that. <laughs> I would. You had the best joke of the day. That was basically how it was. All right. I had to throw it in. I had to do something. It was. It was very good. So. Uh, <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. All right. Let's go on to LA Galaxy news. Approximately almost nine minutes into this podcast, actually gives you some LA Galaxy. 
Galaxy updates and uh, sort of lead you along. Uh, the first thing I want to get to is the LA Galaxy made official the loans for Bradford Jameson and Joao Pedro. Now, these were things that we've known about for a very long time. Well, at least on the Pedro one, we've known for a very long time that that was going to happen. Um, and so that wasn't a surprise. I broke the Bradford Jameson story. Thank you very much. Um, although all the Instagram accounts then stole that information and didn't credit of it. Of course. Me. I know. Of course. I know. Whenever that's, I comment, that's the way it works. Whenever I commented on one, because one of our listeners tagged me in it and said, hey, this dude's stealing your stuff. Right. And I said, yeah, I go, I'm used to this. This is how, this is how it works. Uh, then we got blocked from that account and the guy deleted our comments on the account. Too. It's hysterical. Little prepubescent Don't you boys. Love social media. I'm like, I'm like yeah, come on, just put my name, just yeah. say at Galaxy Podcast, broke the story, and then just continue and go go yeah. on. For, anyway, but anyway, so we broke the news on Jameson. We knew he was going on loan. We didn't know where the team was. I eventually found out where the team was. That team is now San Antonio FC in the USL. We said it was going to be a USL team. It was San Antonio FC. Now, these are two different loans for two different reasons, Larry, and they need to be spoken of in such a manner so that way people can understand why one is probably fine for the player and maybe even be a good thing and why one is a horrible thing for the player and you're never going to see that player back with the LA Galaxy. Um, and we all know that it's Joel Pedro's never coming back to the LA Galaxy. Never, that's that's never. that's done. That seems never. like that's a adios. Have a good day. Um, he, was, he was probably, that was probably a classic case of reaching too far for a player when they brought him in. Yeah, I mean, reaching too far, and also I think they, you know, if you look at the track record of the front office and the guys who they went out to get with Jorgen Shelvick being expensive, with Joao Pedro being expensive, with guys they went out, Michael Ciani being expensive, they, they missed. another classic example. Don't bring him up around Galaxy Camp. Uh-uh. Yeah, I Especially know. Ron David Bingham. Don't bring him up. Yeah, I mean, you know, and, and that's, that's, that's where you look at that. It, it just, it's... They missed on Pedro. Not only did they, did they spend, I believe, $1.5 million in a transfer fee. It could be as much as 1.7. I can't remember exactly what it was. But he, he wasn't making any money. So they really just paid the club. It was you know a, a low salary deal, but it was a lot of money. Yeah, he had, a, he had a few moments, but certainly not nearly enough to justify that kind of expenses. I mean, when he was in there briefly, and we talked about it before the podcast with Baggio, who said it's, they filmed a pretty good duo, but... That wasn't the kind of deal that you wanted to go to war with. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, in the chat room, uh, John Cena DuPont says, uh, basically, I love how we banished Joao Pedro back to his home country. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I'm sure he's not upset yeah, about that. Yeah, I was going to say, it, it, we did, we did so. He can probably think of a lot worse places to go to than back to Portugal. <laughs> the Galaxy did exactly that. Hey, yeah. hey, you know what? You get out of here and don't come back. And I mean, yeah. go to your home. You go to yeah. your home. So, yeah. yeah. Just close the door behind you. It, it, was, uh, it was really good. So that's, that's the, the Joao Pedro side of that thing. Bradford Jameson, completely different coin flip here. It's, it's, now, people are asking, why didn't he get loaned down to Galaxy 2? Right? They have, LA Galaxy have a, have a USL team. Why do they send him out of the system? And, you know, what do we think that's a good thing or a bad thing? That's a good question. Uh, I feel sorry for, for Bradford because I really felt he had a lot of potential. But, unfortunately, he kept suffering from concussion problems which really uh, threw a damper on his potentially pretty promising career. And at one time, there was some thought that he might have to consider retiring because of these recurring concussions. Uh, would I have liked to see him go down to Galaxy 2? Sure, but maybe he's getting a better opportunity with San Antonio. Yeah, I mean... Uh, but again, I'm sorry to see him go. Nice guy. I think he's talented. But 
on this current team, I don't really don't think he has a spot. Well, I'll say this, that it seems, and it has been very clear from me talking to uh, Bradford and to his representation throughout the last couple of years, that there was probably an unhappiness with the amount of playing time he was receiving. Sure. And not only that, but he's a guy who is a sub and he's not an all-the-time sub, and he's yeah. playing behind guys like Roman Alessandrini. Um, you know, he's playing behind all the forward-striking guys between Zlatan and Ola Kamaru. He's playing behind whoever's going to be playing on left back, which is yeah. you know Ima Boateng or Antuna or Pontius. I mean, look how deep he is. So they were sending him down to Galaxy 2 to get minutes, but even then, that's not a regular, everyday thing. And so he's not regularly competing for a spot. But again, I think part of the problem, is, as we just alluded to, was his concussion problems. I mean, and with, as we all know, in sports today, unlike so many years ago, you really have to pay attention to concussions. You really have to be careful with the stuff. Aleko Eskandarian yep. had to retire because of, because of, of these, and he was a hell of a player. Taylor um, Twelman. Taylor Twelman. So, again, it's, it's really a shame. Yeah, it, it really is a shame. I think this is a good move for him. I'll, I'll tell you why. And and really, ever since the you know the U twenty World Cup, where Bradford was a prominent part of that U twenty team, um, he's been getting offers to go places. Um, and the Galaxy have kept him rightfully at home and said, no, we can develop him. He's been in the system now for a very long time with the yes. LA Galaxy. Sometimes you need to send guys outside the system in order to see what they can do. Right. Um, and for you know Bradford, he's going to be competing and should get a starting spot on that San Antonio FC USL team. If he can't start on that USL team, then you have to have to wonder if, if what's what's going on. And that could be the end. I mean, yeah. it seems like this is a good challenge for him. He wants. Yes. I, I know Bradford. He wants the challenge of being able to play. I'm sure he wants the challenge of being able to go do some. You know, go be able to 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 be in a different system and and sort of understand that because he's been with the Galaxy. Give him a change of scenery. Let him compete. And they get the Galaxy have already said in their press release they have the right to recall him at any time. If the Galaxy become injured in certain places and they need Bradford Jameson to come back, then yes, absolutely, bring him. They're going to bring him back. And how many times have we seen athletes flourish? In another environment. Yeah. It happens all the time. This might happen with him too. Yeah, and, and you should look for that. I mean, that's that's what you want to see out of this. So you, I don't think it hurts the Galaxy. I, I certainly think there's some people who think the Galaxy are thin at certain positions and Bradford could be that backup. But I'll tell you, let Bradford go down to USL. Let him go to San Antonio FC. He seems happy with the offer. Um, you know, Teclosa and Scalotto ha have both talked you know, to him that they thought this was a good team for him to go to. So this wasn't just, oh, go anywhere you want, Bradford. We don't care. This was, let's find a place for you. We're going to put you in that place, and we want to see you perform. I can think of a lot worse place to go to than San Antonio. He might have gone to Anchorage. Anchorage. There's, the, there's, there's a bunch of places. to go to Anchorage? No. Is it a little bit cold to play up there? You think this is cold? Holy smokes. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's basically you know, what we're looking at with the LA Galaxy now and Bradford Jameson. I think this is a good move for him. I think it's fine. I don't think, and I saw the comments on, you know, after I had reported that uh, Jameson was going to San Antonio FC, that people were like, oh, this career is over. It's done. Yeah. Um, and the answer is no, it's not done. Um, this could be the stepping stone that he needs to really elevate his game. He has to stay healthy. He has to stay healthy. He has to elevate his game, yes. and he has to come back you know, a better player than whenever he went. If none of that stuff happens, then you're looking at a kid whose career has stalled out. And he has to prove to people that, that this is the kind of player I can be. Has he had that chance yet? I'm not so sure. This is his chance to prove his worth. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was. Uh, it, it's 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 very. Uh, it's. I, I think this is going to be telling. It's going to be something. I'm going to try to do my best to watch some of those games. That'll be an almost impossible task. To, I don't know if I can watch a USL game. I'm not sure. ESPN Plus sure. has all of them. Okay. ESPN Plus, you can watch all of them. So I have okay. ESPN Plus. We we can, I don't have ESPN Plus. We can figure this out. It's five dollars a month. You should okay. probably get ESPN Plus. I'll show you how to log into a computer and everything. It's called a screen right. name, and you you have to type the buttons. It's good. I'd rather spend five dollars on a Coke or something <laughs> like that. Diet Coke. Diet, Diet Coke. Coke. Okay. Okay. I'll remember that for next time. Um, so anyway, so that's what we have on the loans. Let's now move on to uh, another former LA Galaxy player, uh, Jaime Pinedo. Jaime Pinedo today, at the age of 37, officially announces his retirement from soccer. Now, I will say this, and Larry, I'll let you sort of put in your two cents about it as well. Jaime Pinedo may have been the most talented goalkeeper the LA Galaxy have ever had, but certainly the way he departed the team, the way it all ended, leaves me to believe that maybe that best of all time is maybe a little souped up in some people's minds. Now, there's there's been some amazing saves, and everybody points to the Vancouver one. Vancouver save. One clearly. of the most remarkable saves I've ever seen. I don't care what level in the world, one of the most remarkable saves I've ever seen was in that game of Vancouver with Three years ago? Yeah, I don't four know. Years four years ago? ago, maybe. Yeah, it was twenty four. It was probably it maybe twenty fifteen. You talk about a world class save. That was a world class save, and it came at a critical time in that match too. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting. Um, when you go back and look at Jaime Pinedo, fifty four games played, uh, plus add another seven games in the postseason, so regular. Um, so you go uh, in twenty thirteen. The guy joins the club in August of twenty thirteen. Comes in mid season twenty thirteen. That was the year the Galaxy couldn't put it together for a cup run. Although they had a very talented core that was returning after an MLS after back-to-back MLS Cups in 2011 and 2012, um, he comes in, plays 16 games, 1440. Oh, excuse me, yeah, uh, no, nine games, 810 minutes, four shutouts in those nine games. Um, so comes and starts to stabilize that position there. Uh, then in 2014, you had LA Galaxy winning MLS Cup behind 29 games played, 29 game starts, 2600 minutes. From Jaime Pinedo with eight shutouts, 81 saves, 33 goals against. Um, A guy who really was, in 2014, one of the best keepers in the league. Um, And then 2015, he played 16 games before departing the LA Galaxy under suspicious circumstances. He did not leave the club on the best of terms. Ask Bruce Arena about that. He did not leave the club on the best of terms. (laughs) Yeah, it it really was. A real sore spot. And it was. And it was all about money from from what we understand. It, it, it seems that this is how it goes, and there certainly is still some some question marks. Whether his agent put him up to it, whether it was Jaime himself who said, who thought, but he wanted more money. He negotiated a raise in the off season between the twenty third uh, between twenty fourteen and twenty fifteen. And th- this was when Bruce was GM, and Bruce, as yep. we all know, was not the easiest guy to deal with. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. He well, Bruce Arena was never easy. But anyway, no. Jaime came in apparently. Um, and some of this is detailed, I think, in, in a book Jaime Pinedo wrote, by the way. And people were trying to feed me information about it. But you wrote I, a book, really? Yeah, and I looked in Bruce. I have Bruce Arena's book that he wrote, and I tried to look up Pinedo, and there was only one mention of him in there. I was trying to see if Bruce said anything Why about it. Why am I it. not surprised? Yeah, one of these days I need to really talk to Bruce about it um, and, and find out exactly what happened. Can I just get the full story for once? But anyway, so Jaime came in, basically asked, I think, for a raise two or three times during the season after he had already negotiated Correct. a better deal in the offseason. Yes. Bruce Serena doesn't like it when you do that. He was not happy at all. I, I remember him during that time. He was not happy. So I take you back then. Of course, I've never seen Bruce happy, but he was not happy. He smiles every once in a while. Every once in a while, especially when he's teasing you. Uh, I take you back to Thursday, July 30th, 2015. 
The LA Galaxy, uh, in a press release, uh, put out that the LA Galaxy have mutually parted ways with goalkeeper Jaime Pinedo, who has been placed on MLS waivers. The club announced today Pinedo departs after joining the Galaxy in 2013. This from uh, uh, head coach and general manager Bruce Arena. He says, we thank Jaime for his contributions on and off the field as a member of the Galaxy. We wish him the best of luck in the future. And I'm sure he said that through gritted teeth, too. It's it's Isn't interesting. It? Wish him the best of luck in the future. Have fun. It, you know, I always felt like Bruce was, Bruce probably sat there and probably told, this, it, this is in my mind, this is how it goes. I can't tell you that this is accurate in any way whatsoever. But Bruce sits there and goes, Jaime, you're really coming to me and asking me for money? He's like, listen, I don't know where you're getting this advice to come in and keep asking for for more money, but I'm I'm getting tired of it. And I'm sure he threw in a couple of fairly descriptive adjectives he, he too. Could, he very no Bruce Bruce was always a PG guy, wasn't he? No, no that, yeah. he was an R-rated guy all the way. Ask Omar Gonzalez about it. I was him. I was just gonna say Omar Gonzalez. <laughs> I was gonna say Omar <laughs> knows all about Bruce. Yes, I've, in the trainings, I've never heard anybody get yelled at more than Omar Gonzalez by Bruce Arena, and deservedly so. At and, times. Yeah, I was gonna say. Um. So anyway, so yeah, Jaime goes in and basically they they agree to part ways that was it i mean bruce sits there and says hey no more money you're not getting more i'm tired of this see you later if you want to go somewhere else and you think you can go better then i'll let you go you want to go right now and then there you go that's right and so he goes off and then by the way he left and did not play for a team for a while it wasn't like he was just getting paid by the galaxy they terminated that contract he wasn't making any more money um, he eventually landed at some other places and, and did some other things, but never really grabbed hold of a team. I mean... He still uh, played for his national team, though. He did. He played yeah, for Panama. And played pretty well. Um, he is a guy who, if he hadn't have upset the cart with the Galaxy, probably could have still been the LA Galaxy goalkeeper. He didn't upset the cart. He just rolled it over. It, I mean, it, he was, it was just... Everything that was in that cart fell out. He just rolled it over. I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. I really want to find that there's some other telling of this story that says that, you know, Jaime had, like, it was a misunderstanding, that something happened. Because you're talking about Jaime Pinedo, who's one of the nicest guys, and Bruce Serena, who I have an extreme amount of respect for and, yes. and how he was a businessman. Um, but, you know, this hurt the Galaxy. It hurt the Galaxy in 2015. No question. Absolutely hurt him in 2015. Um, and that, that whole year was sort of just a... Uh, I don't know, a bit of a show, let's say. Um, you know, it, it really wasn't a great year. So, I mean, all this stuff sort of leads up to it, but Jaime Pinedo at 37 years old, hanging up the gloves, we should say, um, not the boots. Hanging up the boots and the gloves, yeah. So he's done. And at 37, certainly he's in an age range where you can say, okay, that's enough for a goalkeeper, but you also have guys who are playing into their 40s as goalkeepers. The one thing I'll always say about Jaime is, is and we talked about it earlier is he never gave up on a play and a classic example was that miraculous save against Vancouver. Well, you also he never gave up on a play. Well, you also believe if I'm if I'm not uh, uh, totally wrong here that Jaime Pinedo maybe wasn't the most talented goalkeeper the LA Galaxy ever had. Donovan Ricketts in his early years with the Galaxy in his prime I think was the best goalkeeper the Galaxy has had. I I remember my first impressions of him, you know, he's 6667 a wingspan about a football field wide. And I wrote my season preview that year. I says, if Donovan Ricketts is good, the Galaxy will be good. And he helped take that team to the MLS Cup Final in the 2009 in his rookie season. Yeah. He was fantastic. Yeah, he was really good. Yeah. Um, he was a really good player for the LA Galaxy. Um, so, yeah, it, it's 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 very... Uh, 
I don't know, a little bit sad. It's it's always yeah. what 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 could have been. And and by the way, I think that elevates his legend uh, with Galaxy fans. I think the fact that he left when he did, and how it all happens, elevates his his legend. Sure. Um, I think I was making the comparison to you, sort of like Richie Valens, whenever his plane, you know, <laughs> Buddy right. Hall, Buddy Hall is in the plane. You made Buddy the Hall is in the same plane. In the same plane. I think when people will will recall. Holly instead of Richie Valens but, before they re, you know but, call him or the Big Bopper. Well, I grew up with La Bamba, all right. La so Bamba. La Bamba was you know yep, that was yep. that was a movie yep. I watched growing up as a kid, which probably was completely inappropriate to watch as a kid. Now that I think about back on it, Lou but anyway, Diamond Phillips. You know, certainly the way in which their careers end, and you look at uh, you know Roberto Clemente as well dying in a yes, plane crash. I, yes. I hate to go into Jaime Pinedo didn't die in a plane crash, no. but he did leave the galaxy at a time when he was still very much beloved. And, they, and as you said, just a few moments ago when he left it really hurt this team it really hurt this team in that season well uh it's gonna be interesting now with david bingham back there and certainly uh we're gonna talk about david bingham talking about the defense in fact let's go to that let's talk about david bingham um just a little bit in terms of what he thinks and i know you got to talk to him a little bit today larry um actually actually it was was, was, tuesday yeah on tuesday so so you got to talk to him about the defense what did uh what it you just in in i think he's i think he's optimistic i think he won't come out and say it, but I think he's happy to see the amount of work that's being done on the defense in training camp. And mm-hmm. he said, and rightly so, uh, let's face it, the defense was pretty bad last year. Uh, made a lot of careless mistakes late in games. In fact, I think I wrote, wrote in my notebook today, the Galaxy allowed either game-tying or game-winning goals 10 times. Right. And more than half of those were were, were in the 80th minute or beyond. That's not good. Right. That's no. not good. But, no. but uh, I think Bingham is is very optimistic the defense will be much better this season. I tend to believe him. Yeah, I was going to say that that one stat that you pulled in there, the Galaxy allowed either a game tie or a game-winning goal. Um, I try, I bold, Whenever you gave me your article, I tried to bold that, and I was going to be like, I just want that to stick out. I want it to be like the biggest thing. And I did it, and it was... I was it, stunned when I found it. I was just curious, and I was stunned. It stuck out too much, so I had to take it out back out. I was like, no, you can't do that. It, yeah. it, looks, it looks stupid. But um, no, it, it's a crazy stat in terms of that. Uh, Bingham and the quotes from your story, and by the way, the notebook up on cornerofthegalaxy.com from Mr. Larry Morgan. You're going to want to check it out. I actually think there are some of the... I think... Some of the best quotes we've seen out of this like last couple of weeks are, are in this particular one. Um, for, for David Bingham, certainly, um, he says, you know, I think the majority of the work we've done in preseason has been on the defense, and rightly so. Last year, we know it wasn't good enough, and this year, we have to improve that. Uh, he goes on and says, we'd fight our way back in games only to make silly mistakes, and that's not saying one person made a mistake here or there. It's collectively, as a group, we just weren't good enough. This year, we know if we can button down the defense, we're going to be hard to handle. Uh, I would like to point out David Bingham, also the same player last year who said that the Galaxy should be competing for a cup with the lineup that they had. I he's, remember that early in the season. He was very high on this team, and it just I'll tell it you, just bottomed out. I'll, I'll tell you, though, something. I did. I don't disagree. I still didn't disagree with them. Even then, I I thought the Galaxy did not play as well as they, they should have last year. They underachieved so badly last year; it was almost embarrassing. Ugh, anyway. Too much talent to play like that. Too exactly too much talent to play like that. Um. So no, certainly. I mean, David Bingham and, and the defense and, and all that stuff. Well, speaking, yeah, he, he, um, you yeah. know, and speaking about Bingham, you know, let, let's face it, he wasn't great last year. He was 13. I think I wrote 13, 12, and nine, 1.88 goals against yes. average. He wasn't great, but. How much of that can be attributed to the people who played in front of him, specifically no. a certain Frenchman in the center of the defense? Yeah, um, yeah. Michael Ciani. Yeah, yes. and Jurgen Shelvick. I mean, that pairing was 
Uh, I don't. I don't know what word can be used to describe it. Crap. Word. Yeah, <laughs> that's no. a re- that's a real good word. That was. I, that's I a real it, good word. I, I told you there was some yeah. guy who was. At, I like crap. Yeah, there was some guy who was at the uh, at the podcast and he had a son there and he was like, "Oh, my son listens to your podcast." I go, "That's why we try to keep it PG as much of the time." And he goes, "Anytime you don't keep it PG is when he laughs the hardest." So every once in a while we'll we'll throw in some. You got to bring him along slowly, Larry. You know, you, you get him hooked in at seven, and True. you know by twelve you want him yeah. cussing at us whenever whenever yeah. they get there. I guess. But he's he's genuinely optimistic about this year's defense well speaking of the defense looking at the positioning and and really the starting lineup defense that you're going to see starting day as long as knock on wood nobody gets injured in this last preseason game but even going to this preseason game this is the lineup you should see you should see Rolf Felcher on the right hand side you should see Dan Steras um, at center back you should see Diego Polenta to his left and to the left of Diego Polenta will be Jorgen Shelvick and people have been asking me especially after your comments uh, from your story where you, where David Bingham talks about Jorgen Shelvick being a left back and not a center back. And uh, let's see, I think I can even read those quotes if we if we really get to it. He goes, uh, he says, uh, that's his position. He said he's never been a center back. He's always been an outside back, so he definitely looks comfortable there. He's always been more of a wing back, and you can see his comfort level is a lot more out there. David Bingham on Jorgen Shelvick. And the times that he's been out there uh, watching him play, he looks pretty comfortable. He, he does. He has looked very comfortable. Now, of course, this is the preseason. So sometimes that could be misleading, but he looks fairly comfortable out, out there. I, and and I and uh, I told him, you know, you're probably going to have to do a lot more running. And, and he said, he said, Valdecantos has prepared us for that. Yes, yes. <laughs> Valdecantos has prepared the press for that. I yes, think. yes. As um, long as it doesn't make the press run, I'm happy. <laughs> That's his next thing to do. And and by the way, don't you bring it up. We'd all run too. If he said you better run, we'd all start running. There wouldn't could, be any I questions. Run, I could run about ten yards and then claim injury and just <laughs> just stand off to the side and watch. Wow, sounds like another Galaxy player I know of. We won't mention his name. <laughs> uh, Jorgen Shelvik. Anyway, so there's been people who have been asking about Jorgen Shelvik and saying, well, was is he a center back or is he left back? So I'm able to go on some different sites and sort of be able to see where he's ranked in different positions and sort of see that. So SoFIFA, which S-O-F-I-F-A, if you ever want to see a, uh, this was something I learned from uh, Chris Glidden at LA Galaxy PR. Um, He said, because a lot of times there's players who I've never heard of and you go, who the heck is this guy? And, you know, there's like, oh, the Galaxy are interested in this guy. Um you go ahead and you can type in SoFIFA, S-O-F-I-F-A, and then type in the player's name. Okay, it's going to bring up a chart, and it's going to show you some interesting things, and it's going to give them an overall ranking. But one of the things it does is it takes all the positions on the field, and it ranks them at each one of those positions. So there's a chart here that has Jorgen Shelvik as a striker. Okay, and as striker, he's ranked as a 61. Okay, it doesn't mean anything. It just it, it's as more a striker. It's more where he plays. It's more where you reside. And so every once in a while, a, a center back will find its way up front. I mean, right? I don't even think he's striking. But right, but a striker. I mean, geez. But anyway, so you look at his rankings in different places, and this particular chart on SoFIFA looks at left back, left center back, center back, right center back, and right back. Right. So there's five positions across the back because if you play in a three, there's a single center back. If you play in a four, there's two center backs, a left center back, and a right. Center center back. All right. Jorgen Shelvik is ranked higher on the edges. So a 67 on the left back and a 67 on the right back than he is in the center back position, which is 65. Now those are still his strongest out of anywhere on the field is 67 and 65. So you're talking about a guy who is comfortable in either of those. Now those aren't particularly high rankings in either of those spots either, by the way, I just want to, just want to say like, if you get into the seventies, the the squares start turning green and there's no green squares anywhere for, for Shelvik. 
Well, as, as uh, Jurgen told me about a week or so ago, that it's not like he's brand new to this position on the outside. He says he's had three or four seasons under his belt. Uh, so it's not like he's new out there. It's not like he's a neophyte out there. I mean, come on. I mean, I mean, he's confident he, he can handle it. And so far, it looks like he might be able to do the job. But the real. But I still would like to see him how well he would play next to Polenta in the middle of that defense. But this question still remains, is he a left back or is he a center back? Okay, I I want to see a few regular season games before I arrive at a verdict. So if you go to transfer market, transfer market sort of puts little hot spots on where the players play most of their games. And they put his main position as a center back for Jorgen Shelvik, which means he's played more games at a center back than he has probably at a left back or the left wing, which also show on his side here. Um, so between those two, I can tell you the answer to the question, is Jorgen a left back or is he a center back, is yes. He's probably one of those two. <laughs> There's, that really narrows it down. Yeah, no, and it, it's not supposed to be definitive, True. but it, it's the understanding that in Norway we know that he had played some left back. That's what he said, yes. And and so we know that he's comfortable in that position. And I will tell you this. I also pulled up another player who has also spent time in two positions and who was a very good center back but was converted from a left back whenever he was brought over, and that's Jelle Van Damme. Yellow Van Damme came in as a left back. The Galaxy saw him and said, that's a center back in our league, and they brought him over to play center back. And it shows that his center, that Yellow Van Damme's main position is a center back. It shows that he has some room on the left back. And his highest rankings for Yellow Van Damme, who, who rank higher than Jorgen Shelvik, by the way, just in case you wanted to see on SoFIFA, uh, if you look at the overall rankings, his left center back, center back, and right center back are at 71s, and his left backs are at, 70, are at 66. So there's a real, there's a little bit of difference there between the two players, but I'll tell you that Jorgen's numbers tend to lead me to believe that he might be a better left back than he is a center back, whereas Jelle Van Damme was probably a better center back than he was a left back, but they play both. And Van Damme's, uh remember his first season with the Galaxy? He was he was very good. He was a very intimidating presence. Not as much as like Nigel DeYoung, who just struck fear in the heart of his opponents. But that but that first season he, uh, that uh, Van Damme was on the Galaxy, he was very good. Yeah, it was he, he was he was he was fun to. Unfortunately, he missed home and all other sorts of stuff going on, and he had to go back. Yeah, to Belgium. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a whole, there's a whole bunch a of whole bunch of stuff. That, going yeah, on, yeah. I, I, I tend yeah. not to bring that yes, up too yes. often. Another sore spot with the galaxy. I was gonna say so. Uh, so very interesting to see. I, I will tell you this. Somebody asked, you know, did they? There's a rumor that we have heard, and I say I'll say we as in Kevin and I. I don't want to throw you under the bus on this one. There's a rumor that we have heard the LA Galaxy um, did not get to see Jorgen Shelvik play in person before they got him. Um, they went to go watch the game, and then his club that was there sat him that night because they knew the Galaxy were there coming to watch him. Interesting. And so basically there was a whole idea that perhaps the Galaxy didn't never saw him actually play in person before they brought him in. I mean, I, th I think he's he's a good player, but Josh, at a million dollars a year... He has no. to be a great player. He does. I mean, he does. yes and no. He has to justify that contract. No I'll, I'll tell you this, that there is an adjustment that we need to make in our heads a little bit. With the advent of Tam, you're going to have more players making more money and they're not necessarily going to be head and shoulders above the rest. So there is a little like adjustment in your head that you have to go just because he's making a million dollars doesn't mean he needs to be the best defender in the league, but, but he he's got to be pretty he, darn good. He has to be better than he was last yeah, year. I mean, I'm yeah. not trying to please, but again, that might be, but part of the problem again might be who he played next to on the middle of, of that, of that defense, but we'll never know because 
that certain Frenchman is gone. That certain Frenchman is gone. Absolutely. Adios. Took his McLaren with him probably. Yeah, that was like that. a nice car too. It was a nice car. Um, all right. Uh, let's see. Let's go on to, um, I want to get to injuries. I think that's probably next. That's probably a good place to go. So injury updates and we'll go down all of them. We have some stuff on Perry Kitchen who will be last on all this because he's the latest injury. Uh, but in terms of what's going to happen against Colorado, Giovanni Dos Santos is the only player who is a maybe. And Larry, maybe. you were reporting that he's a maybe. A maybe. A maybe. So Guillermo Barrescoloto said maybe. Um, right. Whether we see Gio or Gio yeah. or not. He worked out a little bit on, on the side today. And he has been. He has yeah, been working yes. out on the side. Uh, yes. The two guys who are back and trained with the rest of the group, Ola Kamara, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, did some training with the rest of the group. They will be playing. They will be playing on Saturday, so you can look forward to seeing those. And that's good news because one of the big questions that we've sort of had about the LA Galaxy ever since the you know the last time we saw Ola and Zlatan actually play in a game was against Vissel Kobe, and they scored two goals they together. Look very good. They, they looked very, very good. good. But then the Galaxy haven't scored any goals since right. then. I'm not worried about that duo. Not at all. No, no, it shouldn't be and at all. People, and people should not be worried either. Yeah, yeah, it's I, I don't I don't feel worried about it. I, I think no. you saw Zlatan, but Zlatan, some people are for some reason. Uh, of course, they. Well, you but the fans being fans, you got to worry about something in the True. preseason. True. All right, the True. Galaxy's defense basically hasn't allowed a goal. Um, whenever you look at the 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 starting team, I think the starting quote unquote starters that we've seen have allowed one goal. Right. In and three or the four Japanese games. Side, right. Yeah, that's it. Um, so, you know, you have to worry about something. And there's people who are still angry about the uh, the the defense. And I'm sitting there going, you know, from everything we've seen so far, it feels like the Galaxy defense is in a pretty good spot and that Guillermo's got them pointing in the right direction. Anyway, back to injuries. Giovanni yes. Dos Santos is a maybe. Ola Kamara, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, you will see. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if either of those guys started either. I it, wouldn't be surprised either. But they'll, and they'll probably go 45 minutes. Here's an interesting one. Let's talk about Sebastian Legette. Now, I got to talk to Sebastian Legette on Sunday night um, at the Jersey unveiling, which was great. Uh, and you did a very nice job on that, too. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, our video turned out. I had out, to say that, by the way. Tur- yeah, <laughs> he was forced to. Um, so, <laughs> so anyway, I got I to gotta hit this in the chat room. Somebody was saying, I'm listening to the Lakers radio game right now. Josh, can you replace John Ireland? <laughs> By the way, John Ireland went to my rival high school, Corona Del Mar. So nice. he was at Corona Del Mar. I went to Newport Harbor High School. Nice. Um, we don't know each other. Um, I don't think we ever run in, across each other. The guy, who's the sideline reporter for the Lakers? Do you know? Um, it's, what's his name? Mike Trudell. That's who it is. Mike Trudell is the sideline. Any relation to Pierre Trudell? I don't think so. But anyway, Mike Trudell has been on this podcast before. In fact, a couple times. Um, and it's because he's such a big soccer fan, even though he's the sideline guy for the Lakers. So he's a great guy. So shout out to Mike. So if you see... You see Mike there. Anyway, um, so Sebastian Legette, I talked to him on Sunday. He says, and basically, it, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but he says, oh, yeah, I'll be ready to go for the season opener. No problems. He goes, it's t- maybe taking a little bit longer than I thought it was going to be, but I'm ready for the season opener. I probably want, maybe I'll even play this Saturday. I beg to differ. <laughs> what a difference a couple days makes. Yes. <laughs> um, so y- listen, this happens. I don't do. Yeah. Do I think that I think he I think he's being careful. And I think understandably so. You have to be. You have to be. Well, you have to be careful, Larry, and you also have to understand that, you know, hey, okay, so I'm going to go walk on this, or I'm going to go run on this a little bit, and then I'm going to see how it feels, and oh, okay, well, I thought it was going to feel better because it has been feeling better, but today it actually feels worse, and so what does that mean? Well, that delays the timeline. Um, and that sets you back. So Sebastian Legette now in doubt for the season opener, by the way. He was casting doubt on that, and he says, because he says, if not Chicago, then then definitely Dallas. Yeah. Um. Although I'm not even sure about Dallas, despite what he says. Uh, again, you have to be careful with the guy of, of his talent and, and his ability. I don't know if Dallas 
will be the date of his return. I'm not sure. Yeah, apparently... It, it depends how he feels. Apparently a minor tear of his right hamstring, if I'm reading Larry Morgan's uh, report here that's correct. That's what he told me today. Okay, so a minor tear of the, uh, of the right hamstring... Um, I'll tell you something. There is a little bit of worry here, and there should be some worry from Galaxy fans. And the, and the worry is that Sebastian Legette has had a tough time staying healthy. Because he has. Now, granted, he had a freak injury, the foot injury, that really is, accounts for most of that. But he's a guy who has been limited throughout his entire career by illness, by injuries. And you look at that, and this is a problem because, quite honestly, Larry, he's the starting midfielder for the LA Galaxy, and he should be next to Jonathan Dos Santos. And if you don't have him in there, whoever you pair next to Jonathan Dos Santos is going to be a step down on the Galaxy right now. And I think I think part of the problem with this latest injury that he's had is, in fact, he told me today, he probably came back too soon. He probably rushed it too, too soon after a busy month with the U.S. men's national team. He came back. I mean, he told me he basically got off the flight, went into training, and then that next day they had the scrimmage against uh, Vissel Kobe, and he got hurt in the first 15, 20 minutes, if not sooner. So part of the problem is, is you know, perhaps he was too anxious, uh, wanted to get back out there, and, and he said he, uh, he did, but part of the problem is, is he just rushed back. Yeah, yeah. It, and he, I think since he took himself out, I think he probably prevented the injury from being any worse than what it is. Yeah, and that's good. That's what yeah. you should see from But you're right, though. His injury history is not good. It's not good at all. Yeah, it's... it's you have to wonder if he's if he's fragile or not. I'm not sure. It's interesting to see. Although fragile of, isn't the right word. It's not fragile because it doesn't feel like fragile. Yeah. He seems like he's a... But you do worry about his injury status. Yeah. Anyway, so so seeing... So we can adjust the report then, which is Sebastian Legette might have been playing in this week, and now he's not playing this weekend. Um, he'll be out, and it's unlikely, I think, right now that he starts, which is un- starts for the season opener, which is unfortunate because Perry Kitchen, in training today on Thursday, as you went there, Larry, you didn't witness the injury itself, but you saw him being carted yeah. off the field. I wasn't peeking over the fence, which I sometimes do to get a look or two, but I saw him I saw him ride by the cart. His right foot was elevated on the dashboard under a towel, so it was either his ankle or his foot. Um, it wasn't being iced, which may or not be a good sign, but having been around players and injuries for so many years since they weren't icing it, I have a feeling that's a bad sign. Yeah, it, I, it's it's interesting. People were asking me on Facebook already, so how does the season-ending injury list work? And I'm like, relax. I go, we don't know that it's that serious. Um, by the way, a season-ending injury would have to be declared by the Galaxy. A player would be put on the season-ending injury list, and then the Galaxy, if they did all this by a certain cutoff point in the season, they're able to replace that player at the same budget of that player. Can you recall that player from that injury list? No. No, they're no, out for. The, I think. I think they're out for the rest of the year. Okay. Yeah, because basically, it's, it's what, like it is in like the NFL. Or, yeah. You know, once you're on, once on, on a certain kind of IR, that's it. Yeah, the season okay. ending. It is yeah. done. So, okay. so you're good. Okay. I, you know, Robbie Rogers had that happen, and then they put uh, Pele von Anholt on the team, and then he got hurt. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, but that's how it is. If if in fact this is anything, we don't know if it's anything yet. Um, and there was no update immediately afterwards because it just happened, and they're waiting. to Scalotto see. didn't know. Yeah, Scalotto Scalotto was not answering that question in terms is of. Is it Scalotto or Scalotto? Scalotto. Scalotto. Okay. Scalotto. Do you, at least you ask. Kevin yeah. just makes up pronunciations for most of the GBS. time. GBS. I'll just say GBS. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that that works too. GBS yeah. and DTK and G 
Giovanni do- GDS and JDS. JDS. And yes. Yeah. Yes. There's a joke in there somewhere. I don't know what it is yet, but I'll work on it. Uh, so anyway, Perry Kitchen um, out. Listen, that seems like he's out, you know, for this weekend, obviously, and he's going to be probably out for the season opener, which is unfortunate again, because who's going to start next to Jonathan Dos Santos? If, Seb- if Sebastian Legett is not ready, you would think that it was probably Perry Kitchen. If it's not Perry Kitchen, then you go down to Savrando Carrasco and Juninho. Now, which of those two right now are in front of each other? I actually think the Savrando Carrasco has gotten more time in that position than Juninho has. Now, un- unfortunately, as far as Juninho, uh, he hasn't been seen at training for the last few days. Oh, Juninho? No, he has not. He's been inside. I don't know if that's a good sign or not, or they're just playing it cautious with him. Um, he's 31, but he's an old 31. <laughs> he, like, the dude came I mean, up. an old 31 because he's played a lot, right. been through a lot of wars, but, but, but he hasn't been training much. But he looks like he's 35. That's the whole he thing. Does. He looks like he's 36. His hair is thinning more than yours. I was going to say, it's finally somebody. Yeah. I don't have Landon Donovan but, to lean on anymore yeah, on the Galaxy. But if Janino can't make it, certainly, for certainly Carrasco is the next up, but. So, so if Juninho's not there, then it's Servando. You're out of you're out of midfielders at this yeah. point. Now, remember the the midfielders the Galaxy had a million of. They don't have. I mean, I guess you could put Giovanni dos Santos in that position. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy, that's opening a real can of worms. I don't even know where he plays. I don't know. Jonathan drops back and is more defensive. You put Gio in front of him. I mean, you could put him as the ten. It's not a horrible yeah. idea. No. I might even try it if Gio's healthy. And if, and if if you're going to try something like that, Saturday's game is the time to try it. Yeah, you you need to, but you. Need need Gio to be healthy enough to actually play. So um, it's it's a little crazy. Anyway, so uh, that's where we're at right now. So Perry Kitchen, um, also known as Kevin, by the way, Kevin from The Office, um, which is which is funny. That was on a, a poster and his at hair the never, night. His hair never grows. It was it's like, the same length every time I see him. It's it's one of those. Uh, it's one of the, it's crazy. Anyway, um, so that's where we sit now. You also got to speak to Dennis Teclosa at training. Um, this is really great stuff because we've been talking about the four designated player rule, and I will rant a little bit here. The LA Galaxy keep kicking you this. Rant? Yeah. No. Yeah. The LA Galaxy and Dennis Teclosa. While I respect the man tremendously so far for what he's been able to do, and I think he's going to get all, a lot of things right that previous administrations do not get right. Um, make up your mind on what is going to happen and make it happen. Dennis Teclosa about the four designated player rule. He comes in and says uh, basically that it'll be rectified for sure before the roster compliance date. Well, yeah, because it has to be. That's March 1st, by the way. There's eight days. Eight days from when we are right now until March 1st. You have eight days to make that decision. I think he knows what the team is going to do. He's just not saying. He's, of he, course. He, he is just not. He's just not. Revealing it, and understandably so, but he knows what's going to happen. But we, we all know it's going to happen. But I wish happen. he'd tell us. I, but it, we all know it's going to happen. Yeah. The players who he's talked to knows it's going to happen. He's Because basically he goes on and he goes, next week it will be done, and in the best way possible. I think we want to be, be as respectful as we can towards all the players. Well... Uh, we're going to find out eventually. Anyway, Dennis, it's coming in eight days. So whether you announce it now, now this is why I sit there and say, okay, if he's still not announcing it, is it still not done? Does it not been cleared through the league? Because you talk to him. I think you're right when it says it's not been cleared by the league. And that's a problem because if the league that decides it's be. not a th- not a thing, what do they do by the roster compliance? We're down yeah. to the, the razor's edge here. It is. Now, I know mm-hmm. you talked to him. I know that our good friend John Rojas talked to him as well. And there's a very real clarification that you and I and John Rojas want to put on all of this, which is that Dennis DeClosa very clearly said that all four players are staying. So all he four DPs, to keep all four. one of them will go down and become a not DP player and will be a TAM, but the Galaxy will keep all four players. And that one player will not be Ola Kamara, or, or I'm sorry, it will not be Jonathan Dos Santos. 
It will not be Zlatan Ibrahimovic, and it will not be Roman Alessandrini, which it, which leaves only one guy left. Giovanni Dos Santos. Yes. Um, so, yeah, but how that works, and by the way, people have been trying to make, Josh, can you make sense of this, of how Giovanni Dos Santos is going to walk away from $6 million guaranteed or $6 million plus because it's more likely it's six and a half. Um, well, you know, j- just think of the money he's made since he's been on, on this team and his production. $17 million. If you if you don't count this year, it's $17 million. And what has he produced? He had one year of double digits, goals, and assists. That was it. Uh, in which the LA Galaxy stole. He has been happy going wait, to the bank. Wait, hold on. I really like this part. Uh, in that particular year, the LA Galaxy stole the MVP vote away from the media in order to give it to the fans because they knew that Giovanni Dos Santos would win that particular thing. And instead, the person who deserved that award would have been the first player to ever have been Defender of the Year and MVP, which would have been Yella Van Dam that year because everybody in the press box was very much convinced that he was the best player on the team for the Galaxy in 2016. And he was. Yeah. It was 2016? Was. Yeah, 2016. 2016. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, that was, that was fun. All right. This is going to be fun seeing what happens next week. I mean, we all, I mean, as you just alluded to, we all know what's going to happen, but this is going to be fun to see what see uh, what happens and well, a certain player's reaction to what does happen. When the S hits the F, yes. it's going to be crazy because yes. one is when the Galaxy decide that they're keeping all these and then MLS allows it to happen, um, I will tell you right now that that means um, that the rest of the league is going to be really ticked off and trying to explain that and make it interesting, it's going to be one of those things that we're going to have to hear from Garber. You're going to have to hear from other GMs, and you're going to have to hear from Dennis DeClosa on how this came about and how it happens and why it works. They can't just come out here and say, it works because we say it. There has to be a story behind this. It's going to be interesting. Oh, it's going to... You know, I'm already fired up for my... My fingers are twitching just ready to, to write the story and, and talk about it. So anyway, I expect that. Next eight days, it's coming. It has to. It's going to happen this next week, and... That's all sort of, you know, headed down there. Let's get to Guillermo Barrascoloto. You had some quotes from him that I wanted to get to just so that way everybody can sort of, uh, again, figure out what we're, what uh, Scoloto's mind is sort of looking at. He says, um, and I quote, I think we are working well on the progress of the team. Let me start that. On the progress of the team, you asked. Uh, and he says, I think we are working well and working with whatever, what, how, whatever slash how, however I want on the field. We aren't making the same mistakes as last season, and I hope this season looks better than last year. Uh, when asked what does he want to improve on, uh, he says the important thing is defense, where we had a lot of problems last season. We're getting better. You can see it in the last game with Vancouver or with Toronto. Our defense looks much better. I'm happy for them. Uh, and then uh, I think uh, Damien, our good friend Damien Calhoun, asked the question, have you watched film and tapes of last year's games? Uh, and Scalotto says, I've watched almost all of them. And of course, Mr. Larry Morgan, not on Twitter, fires in the good quick quip. And he says, he says, uh, were they hard to watch? And Scalotto responds with, oh, no, no, no. It's part of my job. You can find problems watching last season. He's right. Yeah, duh. I mean, yes, absolutely. Um, I still think they were hard to watch. Of course they despite were. Despite what he said. I, I, I watched all of them. Oh, I, I, yeah, I, I, I watched all the home. I, I did too. I mean, they were hard. To, they were hard to watch at times. Of course they Not were. Not so much maybe the final third of the season, but certainly... Certainly early on and in the middle part of the year, they were just horrible to watch on defense. They really were. Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> they were entertaining. Though. But I, I think they were entertaining, Larry. They may have yeah. been bad, but they were entertaining. I don't think entertaining is the right word. But Scalotto is, Scalotto, not Scalotto, Scalotto. I, I think he's genuinely impressed with the progress the team has made. Of course, he also realizes the talent level isn't the same as what he had at Boca Juniors. 
Right. But it's still, you know, it's still not too bad, and it will get better once they, you know, rotate through this year. Rotate through this year, and yeah. maybe bring in another player or two. But I think he's genuinely impressed by the work rate, the commitment, and the progress this team has made. And he should be. Um, yeah. You know, it, it makes some sense. It just you look at it, and and I think he's enjoying himself too. I think he's really enjoying the teaching part of it too. We we sort of asked what. Um, we sort of asked what was going on, you know, or what you need to see from Saturday in order to feel. That was our question of the day in the chat room. What you would need from Saturday to feel like the LA Galaxy are doing the right, so they're in the proper progression as we head down the road here, Larry. Um, and the answer to that is that, you know, for me, you want to continue to see the defense be the stout defense that's, that they are. That's what he pointed out to do. Yeah, yeah. And and so that's that's really what you want to see from it. And then the big question mark, you know, we've, we've seen what the defense can do this year because, or this preseason, because they've been playing together. But we haven't seen really what the offense can do because they haven't been playing. So seeing Ola Kamara, seeing Zlatan back there, you imagine that that is going to be... There's no skipping a beat there. They're, they're just sort of going to be fine. We saw the brief flash against the Japanese side when they when they combined those two really beautiful goals. So, again, I'm not worried about the offense at all. Yeah. It, and it, when Zlatan says he's going to break every record in MLS, I tend to believe him. Somebody asked me who If was, there's one guy who can talk the talk and walk the walk, he's the guy to do it. I was going to say, there's a New England Revolution fan who listens to our podcast all the time, says we're one of the few podcasts that he listens to outside. Well, hello, New England. Yep. Yeah, uh, yeah. And if you and could you send us an international slot? I know you have a couple over there. We could use it for the podcast. Um, no, and, and he was asking, you know, what do you, what do you make of Zlatan saying that he'll break all the records and do all the things? And I said, one is that Zlatan being Zlatan. So just... Take it with a grain of salt. Two is, in my mind, it would be very hard for me to see a progression in Zlatan's age, he's gotten a year older, and him getting better. But having said all that, the third thing is that he's Zlatan and he do, does whatever he wants. And if he wants to be better than last year, I could see him breaking all the records. No question. So no. It, it, it's and, hard to discount the guy. And he might be 37 years old, but he is a he is in great condition. He is. He seems to be. He yeah. seems to be, and he'll be back with the uh, LA Galaxy training, and then it looks like he's going to be playing on Saturday. Again, an 8 p.m. kickoff for the LA Galaxy versus the Colorado Rapids coming up on Saturday. Why an 8 p.m. kickoff? I have no idea. You must do there. something about that, Josh. You must use your <sighs> influence down at uh, down at Dignity Health, Health Sports, Sports Park, Park. Yes. and do something about those starting times. The digs, I believe, is what we decided the at the live show. The digs. I don't know, Larry. It's They're the, pretty nice digs. The cool kids, you know? It's yeah. the cool kids. Um, you know, it, it's one of those. It, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Anyway, um, the LA Galaxy still have to make some roster additions. I mean, we have some guys who are not officially on the team. How many players are on the roster now? Tw okay, so with the... Hold on. Let me reach for it. I, okay. have, I have the roster right here in front of me. Okay. Um, so with Jameson being loaned down, the Galaxy have 23 players on the roster right now. Now, there's guys on here who I'm pretty sure are going to make the team. Uh, Julian Araujo was reported as being official, but it has not been official. In fact, I've been told by a source close to the LA Galaxy that that's still a 50-50 sort of decision. So we'll see. It, my guess is it probably comes down on the yes, he signs, um, and it comes in, but it's it's one of those things that you, you sit there and go, okay, it's not done, and it hasn't been done yet, so it's still a question mark. Um, you know, Didi Traore is still a guy who's been training with, the, but isn't 
isn't there and is still listed on the on yeah, the schedule. I don't see him making the roster though. Uh Cuello is a guy who has not been officially on the roster yet. He's been impressive. Uh you have uh Don Cialo as well who is not officially on the roster but has been training. So there are some I think quite uh, we've talked about it. Cuello is staying. We don't know whether he's staying with LA2 or or the senior team, but it's going to be one of those. Cuello's staying. Um I think Araujo's sort of the same way. He's either going to be an LA Galaxy 2 guy or a Galaxy guy and you may want to play with those designations cuz you can loan in either direction. So it's just a matter of figuring out the mechanics of those loans. So if you want to sign them to G2 contracts and then loan them up to the Galaxy, you can do that. It's easier whenever you're a, G, a G1 or a senior team to be loaned down to G2. You know, speaking of players on the roster, we brought them up a few uh, moments ago. I know they re-signed Juninho. He was a very pleasant surprise when he returned. Right. Um, you have to wonder about his status. Like not being able to train lately, uh, you have to wonder about him. He's I, signed. I mean, he's on the team, but right, whether but, or not but, he'll but, be playing, but does that guarantee a spot on the roster? Yeah, yeah, he'll be. He's on the roster. He's I signed. Know, I I hope he stays, but you tend to wonder. Um, he's he's staying. You don't have to worry about it. He's on the roster. Okay. It was official. Right. Once you sign, okay. that's it. You're you're signed, and that was an official announcement. Okay. Don't be. Don't. I be hope con- you're right. I know I'm right. <laughs> this is this is one of those things. This is what I know I'm right. Oh my goodness. Uh, anyway, LA Galaxy at 23 players right now. Um, you're allowed as many as 30. The roster spots that are like 21 through 25, 26 are reserve roster spots. Or, and, and then you get outside of reserve, it goes the supplemental. Um, How do you know all these rules? Because they're, they're written down and I read them once. Okay. Um, they're supplemental. And then the last two spots are 29 and 30 are for homegrown players. Um, and you can a only tremendous recall. I so, don't. So you can only you can sign up to thirty okay. um, players total, but two of those players have to be homegrown players, which the Galaxy have and could do. Uh, Hugo Ariano, um, and then uh, well, it was Bradford Jameson was the other homegrown. Um, so technically, they could sign another homegrown to to a, a contract if they wanted to do it. But we'll see how it goes. Um, so that's sort of it. Uh, real quickly, the LA Galaxy will have the six since 96-week programming coming up. And I'm going to tell you right now, if you made it all the way through the podcast this far, I'm going to tell you that the preseason officially ends on Corner of the Galaxy's Dime here uh, on Saturday. It is over Saturday night after the last game because on Sunday, granted the Galaxy are off on Sunday and off on Monday, but when they return on Tuesday, they are no longer in preseason mode. They are in game prep mode to play against the Chicago Fire. Like Sunday officially marks the start of the new week. Of, of the new week, and that means the new season. That you're, you're looking forward to a game being played. The preseason Correct. is therefore over. Correct. Um, so as you're looking forward to it, so this season, um, this week that's coming up, the week of Monday, February 25th that is starting, the LA Galaxy will have nine, the since 96 six-week programming, a bunch of events. Uh, Let's see, all day on February 25th, fans will have the chance to win home opener tickets on social media. One fan to get two tickets to home opener on each platform, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. On Tuesday, 6 to 7 p.m. Pacific time, a happy hour, a happy hour at EJ's Pub, uh, Bixby Knowles. um, That also coincides with uh, uh, something that happens later, which is an LA Galaxy meet and greet uh, with Ola Kamara, who will sign autographs and take pictures with fans at Nikki's Sports in Long Beach. That's from 7 to 8.30 p.m. But that's 6 to 7 happy hour. Uh, it says somewhere here. 
that the LA Galaxy to buy a round of beer at happy hour. Oh boy, so, I'll be there. I'll so be I was there. Gonna, Larry's running right now. Uh, this is EJ's Pub, 4306 Atlantic Avenue in Long Beach. And then at, after 7, from 7 to 8.30, it is Nikki's Sports to meet Ola Kamara. Will okay. you be at these functions? No, I got. So, I am, I'm going to be busy. I have to. I have to prep for the season, which basically okay. means I have to see, see my wife on a regular basis because True. the season's starting, and it means I will miss a whole bunch of time with her. So yes, hopefully she still knows your name. She does barely. Um, let's see. Wednesday, LA Galaxy are hosting a uh, pickup soccer game at Hawthorne, Hawthorne Memorial Park. Um, there's a youth clinic from four to six, from six to seven thirty. Open pickup seven thirty to nine is futsal. Is a futsal tournament. So anyway, that's going on in Hawthorne Memorial Park. There's a Read Across America thing going on at 10 a.m. Pacific time. The LA Galaxy and the LA Chargers to participate in the Read Across America, which they do. That's at Dignity Health Sports Park. Hopefully, the weather will be permitting. Five p.m. Pacific time. It's supposed to rain next Saturday, by the way, from what I saw. We'll see if that ends up being the thing. Uh, at 5 p.m. Pacific time on Thursday, February 28th, the Pacific Wheel Lighting. This is at the Santa Monica Pier, LA Galaxy, to light up the Pacific Wheel at Pacific Park on the Santa Monica Pier. 5 p.m. Pacific time Thursday. I believe that's like, always a big deal. I think the it's weather was crappy deal. for that last I year, think so too, too. I if think I so remember. Too. That's always a big deal. Yeah, it is. Um, Friday, March 1st. Uh, March 1st. Yes. Roster deadline compliance date. We'll know. No, wait, wait. No. Yeah, Friday, March first. It okay, is okay. Saturday, March second. Is the is the season opener? Friday, March first. Uh, it is the. I thought it was a Sunday. No, no, it's a Saturday. Okay. Saturday, March second. Okay. It's okay. We're gonna get you there on the right day. I know you're retired <laughs> yeah. now. You don't need if to know I what time up, of the day. If I, if I show up uh, Sunday, I'm a little bit late. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna be missing it. Uh, so Friday, March first is when they're gonna unveil the David Beckham mural. Um, that is that's going on in the new David Beckham uh, Beckham Community Field unveil. That's in uh, let's see, that's in Los Angeles. It's in L.A. proper, uh, 1532 West 11th Street. Just in case you're wondering. Um, and then 8 p.m. the L.A. Galaxy night before party hosted by the L.A. Galaxy supporters groups opens to all L.A. Galaxy fans at the L.A. Beer Garden. 8 p.m. March 1st, L.A. Beer Garden, 750 South Broadway in Los Angeles. That is going to be open to all L.A. Galaxy fans and hosted by the L.A. Galaxy supporters groups. And then Saturday, uh, Saturday, March 2nd, you have the David Beckham statue unveiling, and then you have the regular season opener um, that's going to kick off at 5 p.m. And then at halftime, Beckham Ring of Honor celebration. So David Beckham will be in and around Los Angeles from Friday and Saturday, and hopefully I'll get out there on Friday to see that field unveil uh, and have some coverage from you with uh, Bex himself. And hopefully he will be made available for interviews. Oh, I, I would I hope, so, but you never know with I, this PR staff. Yeah, come you never on, know. You need to be nicer to them. We'll see. Yeah, but they, but they give you enough reasons why you You're can't be nice fine. to them. You're fine. You're yeah, fine. We'll see. All right. We'll see. LA Galaxy again kicking off 8 p.m. on February 23rd. Last preseason game for the LA Galaxy against the Colorado Rapids. Uh, you're going to want to get there uh, a little bit early just because you, who wants to be driving at 8 p.m.? It's almost bedtime. So get is there this early. game on TV? Uh, it is. It is on Spectrum Sportsnet, okay. um, which is probably why it's an 8 p.m. kickoff time because maybe there was a Lakers game or something in there that they needed to broadcast Could as well. They, this game does not need to be on television. It be, didn't need to be at 8 p.m. Because but, uh, when I went on the, on the website earlier today, it was not listed as being on Spectrum Sportsnet, so I didn't put it in my notebooks. So yeah, I apologize it for should that. Be. It should be. It's still is probably most likely all right so that's about it that's what we have for the uh the la galaxy uh this particular day again the last sort of preseason days are, are almost done la galaxy getting ready for their last preseason game and then it's focusing on the chicago fire still a lot of questions but hopefully some of those are answered on saturday night uh seeing ola kamara big question next week yeah i was gonna say seeing ola kamara seeing zlatan ibrahimovic seeing giovanni dos santos actually participate in the game would of course be interesting maybe. as well maybe um so as you look at all those you know 
know, try to understand what the Galaxy are trying to do and see if they have passed the test for you in this preseason because next week we're going to be talking about whether or not the Galaxy did enough of preseason, whether or not they're short on players because there's certainly a question about that they could be, uh, whether they'll make any more moves, which is something that Larry is uh, certainly talking about, and we'll, uh, we'll get you all ready for that. Uh, podcast next week, possibly Monday. If it's Monday, it's going to be me by myself again because I'll be at a conference in San Diego. Uh, again, not soccer related. A waiting room service in your hotel? A waiting room service in my hotel, probably. Yeah. Um, and if it's not, then it's going to be on Tuesday. And if it's Tuesday, I can probably have the panda back with me. So I just got to figure that out and make it happen, but I'll let you know. Have you missed a panda? I, I have missed the panda. Really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, John Rojas, by the way, could probably replace the panda, but you know, John don't did a great job. Don't tell Kevin that because he. he you I, know, I wouldn't tell Kevin yeah, that. I, I am. I'm, I am going to tell him. I figured you would. That, that's how it works. All right. <laughs> uh, let's see. Anything else, Larry? You good? No, sir. I'm good. I just hope it warms up at training. It just, was, it was just really cold bit. today. It was really cold. I'm going to have to wear the winter jackets and see how that goes. All right. If you're looking for Larry Morgan, he's not on Twitter. Of course he's not. Thank you very much. But if you're looking for him, you can certainly uh, send any messages to me, uh, and I can certainly relay all those. But Larry Morgan not on Twitter doing a great job for us on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Lots of great articles there. Larry's killing it, so make sure uh, you check that out. All right. If you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at jguessman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N, of course, at Galaxy Podcast. Head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com, where you can get your T-shirts, where you can get your scarves, where you can read all about Larry's wonderful notebook that he has and all the great quotes that are there, where you can read Eric's wonderful kit ranking article that's there. You want to check that out as well. And Larry and I like spent hours on it, editing it and posting it. So really, it's Larry and I that you should be thanking. Probably not the hammer. Uh, we'll have the hammer back next week on Thursday. So all that stuff is there, but that's what does it. All right, we'll see everybody at the game on Saturday night. And then, of course, getting ready for the LA Galaxy's opener on March 2nd. All right, for Mr. Larry Morgan, not on Twitter, I'm Josh Gessman. You've been listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Have a great one, everybody. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. And for all of your independent LA Galaxy news, discussion, and entertainment, including this podcast, head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. Fans, thanks for listening. We ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, Goodbye, everybody.